You're now listening to the Co-op Podcast on thecoalition.com. I'm your host, Richard Billy Jr., and today I'm joined by Mr. Gary A. Swaby. How's it going, Gary? It's going good. Thank you very much. How you doing, Rich? Going pretty good. Just uh, trying to process all of the information we received this particular weekend regarding uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, um, yeah. A, a lot happened, I heard. Oh, yes. Um, and I'm, I'm going to be recording a show a little bit later on with Dana Abercrombie because I know that she is actually uh, following all this stuff as it happens. So definitely stay tuned for that. But uh, we are going to say a few things about the uh, MCU announcements as well on this show today. So, yeah, definitely a lot to to get into as well as, as uh, a few gaming topics. Uh, not too many because um, this is the summertime and... Um, there typically isn't really a lot of news that happens during the summertime. But, you know, a few things worth discussing, so we'll, we'll get into that today. Indeed. Indeed, we will. So, uh, before we jump into those topics, we're going to talk about what we have been playing. So, I'm going to go to you first, Gary, and uh, why don't you let everybody know what you've been playing. Uh, I haven't really been playing much this week, but I, I did play some Overwatch, of course. Um, and with regards to that, I have some things to talk about real quick. So, um, remember last week I was saying, um, you know, the, the game's starting to get a bit stale. I'm starting to get, um, a bit, uh, frustrated with the formula and competitive and everything. Well, Blizzard just like, they, they, they made an announcement and completely changed everything. So, um, in a few weeks, they're going to be adding... Uh, a huge update to the game that's going to completely change the way competitive mode works which is the ranked mode um so now they're going to add a role queue so uh the way it is at the moment it's like when you get into a, a competitive match um you know as a team you're supposed to have like two tanks two healers and uh, two offense offense characters but because people are so accustomed to playing their favorite heroes, they just select their favorite heroes instantly without caring about uh, the, the, the team composition and which roles you should be playing or whatever. Um, so the way that they're going to fix that now is you're going to queue up for the rank that you actually want to play. So in each team, you'll, you'll be sure that there's always going to be two healers, two tanks, and um two offense characters so that's going to be mandatory now like so uh this is going to improve the game a lot because now you know you won't have to put up with people uh not wanting to play certain uh roles that you need um if everyone's just going to be you know like they're going to be playing the roles that they want to play basically so that's going to resolve resolve all of that and they're also going to incentivize people to play all of the roles as well. Because um, the way it works is you have a separate rank for each role now. 
um and you know you're going to be incentivized so like if you only like playing healers for for example um they're going to incentivize you to also play tanks and attack characters as well by giving you more competitive points at the end of the season and you can spend those competitive points on gold weapons uh, which used to be a big deal, but they're not so much a big deal anymore because everyone kind of has them now. But um, but yeah, I think a lot of this stuff is going to improve the ranked mode significantly. Um, and it's also going to improve uh, the, the Overwatch League because for a long time, the Overwatch League was getting a little boring because the, the teams would play the same heroes over and over just because like those were... Um, they they had like this strategy basically where it was like three tanks and three healers and that was like the most powerful team composition um, for, for professional players uh, but now with this new formula um, they're going to ensure that you have to have two offense characters, two tanks and two supports so um, you know the, 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 the players in Overwatch League are going to be forced to play attack characters as well and that's a good thing as a viewer because you're going to get to see all the snipers doing crazy headshots and all that sort of stuff that they were doing last year. That that was like really fun to watch. So yeah, it's going to fix everything. Like this new update that's going to be added in a few weeks is going to fix the playing experience and the viewing experience of the Overwatch League. So I'm very excited for that because it was a much needed update. Oh, Absolutely. Uh, I'm glad to hear that they are constantly making updates to the game to try and keep it fresh and appeal to those that have been playing for so long. Um, very curious to see how this is going to, you know, how they're going to continue to keep this up, especially when we know that uh, there obviously will be an Overwatch 2 in the future. So um, it's going to be a very uh, interesting situation for them once that time comes. But, yeah, like I, I really hope they like I hope that uh when they announce Overwatch two or whatever it is that it's not going to be a replacement for this one because it makes no sense to do this big update that they're gonna do on this game and then just announce like a new Overwatch to replace it. So I think yeah. uh a lot of the rumors were saying that Overwatch two is just gonna be a story mode basically. Um it's gonna be like all story with no like esport competitive mode. Um, so if they do that, then fine. Um, but that should just be an expansion, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, like if they do like a, a completely new Overwatch, then um, I don't know. It's going to seem like a waste of time uh, to, to master the current Overwatch that's out now. So uh, I don't know. It's going to be real interesting to see how they approach that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's a very good point. So, uh We'll see. We'll see how everything comes together with that. Because uh, obviously this is probably not going to be something that actually happens until next gen. But uh, yeah, something to look forward to, especially if you're an Overwatch fan, to see how they evolve the series. So stay Indeed. tuned on that. So uh, as for what I've been playing, uh, I've only really been playing uh, one game in particular. Well, I spent a little bit of time uh back in WWE 2K19 looking at some of the again trying out some of the creations I've seen in the community creations 
So I did do a little bit of that. But aside from that, I actually spent some time in the Gears 5 technical test that is currently available on, you know, if you have the Game Pass, you can download it right now. Um, I believe it started on Friday and it ends uh, late tonight, early tomorrow morning, because uh, we're actually recording this show on Sunday. Uh, so this is what I will say about it. Um, you know, pretty much it is Gears 5 multiplayer. It pretty much feels exactly like Gears 4 multiplayer. You know, they had like a little boot camp mode, which it basically is a training mode to get anyone up to speed. If you never played a Gears game, I think that's an excellent tutorial mode because it goes through the whole process of whether it's the, the knife combat or whether it's shooting different targets, whether it's things like jumping in and out of cover and uh, vaulting over different objects. Gears 5 multiplayer pretty much is just like Gears 4 multiplayer. Um, the boot camp mode is great for those that have never played a Gears game. They are able to actually try it out and get a feel for everything, whether it's the hand-to-hand -hand combat, the shooting, vaulting over objects, so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, once I got into the actual multiplayer, yeah, I mean, it, it pretty much is, it felt like Gears of War 4. There's a couple of revisions here and there, you know, certain things they introduced in Gears 4, like the way that you are able to attack enemies a different way. Some of that stuff has been refined just a little bit to make it a little bit sharper. But um, overall, I don't really have any complaints. You know, I, I'm looking forward to playing the actual game because from all accounts, it, from the, the gameplay we saw before and the initial cinematic trailer, all we know about Gears 5 is that they wanted this to be more of like a, a horror type of vibe and not really feel as though it's like the typical Gears of War game, which is why it's only called Gears 5. So obviously the story is centered around Kate, and I'm very curious to see more of that experience. Uh, anyone that does get into the uh, technical alpha that's going on right now, yeah, you'll get a chance to play the multiplayer, but you don't really get a feel for anything else that has to do with the story content. So I'm looking forward to that. Wait, how um, how do you get into the beta? Uh, it's 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 actually on Game Pass right now for a couple of days. You know, it started on Friday. Um, I believe it ends late tonight, early tomorrow morning. Uh, so if anyone does have Game Pass. And they are curious how Gears of 5 is going to play in terms of the multiplayer. You definitely should download it right now. Um, and, you know, a lot of these same gameplay elements will be in the actual game. But they have already said that, you know, this is going to be a very different type of experience. Because you are playing as Kate, the character that, that was in Gears of War uh, 4. Um, and it's, it's, it's a different type of vibe from a Gears of War game where it's going to be some more horror elements and, and other things in, in it. So pretty much it will make you feel as though how you felt when you played the first Gears of War, where there was some elements in there that not so much just about combat, but also about, you know, the element of being surprised by the different, uh, you know, the horrors of the world, so on and so forth. So, uh, I didn't get a feel for that, obviously, in the multiplayer, because it's only the multiplayer that is available on there, but um, 
if anybody is interested in trying it out, I definitely would encourage you to do so, especially if you have Game Pass. Because, uh, I mean, this is basically free if you have Game Pass. You can download it, play it right now, and it does end, you know, very, very soon. So definitely check it out if you haven't done so already, if you are interested, that is. So, but yeah, um, that pretty much is about all all that I've been playing. You know, obviously, I will have a lot to say next week because um, the Wolfenstein Youngblood game is actually out this upcoming week, and I definitely plan to pick that up and play that. So, stay tuned for some impressions that I have on that on the next show because I'm pretty sure I'll have a lot to say about that. Yeah, definitely look so, out for that. And um, I'm I'm actually excited to get back into Gears as well. Um, I probably won't be trying the beta out, but I do need to catch up and beat uh, Gears Four before Gears Five comes out. Because um, I actually really did used to love the Gears games, so um, I, yeah. I, I hope I'm looking forward to. Uh, I hope you you play with me, Rich, because it's been a while. We need to play together. Well, absolutely, and I will say. Uh... I thought that Gears 4 was a great game. Um, we do have uh, some individuals in the past that have been on this show that said that Gears Judgment was amazing. <laughs> I think those individuals need to have their heads examined. But, uh, Gears 4 was excellent. Um, so definitely check out, uh, you know, definitely play the game. And uh, yeah, you do need to play it for the story so that you would understand why they are taking the direction they are taking in the next game um but yeah it's worth playing uh in terms of it being uh, an excellent sequel i mean there is some repetition in there because the game is basically teaching you how to play through certain parts and you know we'll obviously discuss that in more detail once you've had a chance to get to play through it but uh still a great game very curious to see what they do with Gears 5, only because I know it's going to be a lot of different changes. And of course, it's a different character that they're focusing on, so on and so forth. So I'll be very curious to see how they handle that game. But that is coming out in September, so you do have a little bit of time to finish Gears 4. And if you actually play it, you could probably finish that in like a weekend, because it doesn't take that long to get through. Yeah. I'm going to have to do that. I'm going to have to uh, download all 100 gigs again. and then. Uh, oh, whoa, whoa. 100 gigs? Yeah, on PC it's 100 gigs. So, yeah, I'm, I'm okay, going to have yeah. to get that. Okay, well, yeah. We, we, we definitely will discuss that once you have had a chance to uh, play that. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll revisit it for sure. Yes, Absolutely. So, on that note, um, let's go ahead and let's jump into the other topics we're going to discuss this week. Uh, there was a couple of news stories. Obviously, not, not too many, too much. Because, again, this is the summertime. I am aware that Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 is out right now uh, for those that do have a Nintendo Switch. There are a couple of other games coming out. As I already mentioned, uh, Wolfenstein Youngbloods is coming out next week. And there's a couple of things coming out. You know, August for me, though, is going to be the busiest month because obviously there's a lot more games coming out that I actually want to play. But Wolfenstein, definitely a great starting point to that. So we'll see about that. But yes, as for the news topics, uh, the first topic in order to discuss is um, 
Well, you know, as I had mentioned, San Diego Comic-Con is going on right now, and I'm going to talk about that in a lot more detail uh, on the other show that I will be recording with Dana later on, but one thing we definitely need to address, because we've been talking about this ever since the news came out about it, is that we finally, finally saw the official Witcher trailer for the Netflix show, which is coming out later this year. So... I wanted to go to you first, Gary, as uh, I know that um, you've played all the Witcher games. You was skeptical of this particular trailer after we saw the images, because at first we only saw the stills of Henry Cavill as uh, Geralt. So I wanted to get your opinion on what do you think about this trailer after seeing, you know, the initial first trailer that Netflix released uh, a couple of days ago? Uh, well, um, our friend uh, Ramiz is gonna punch on me if I, uh, you know, if Uh-oh. I if I talk slick about this. So I'm uh, let me be careful here. Let me be careful what I say. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, um, honestly though, I, I think it looks a lot better in motion than than it did on the poster. Um, the post from the poster, I had reservations about it, but um, it looks a lot better in motion, and the trailer makes it look. Like it is going to be a solid show. Um, like I like the the aesthetic of the show. Uh, I think they they got a lot of things right with that. Um, I I don't think the trailer is a good representation of how the special effects and everything is going to be in the show though. Because with trailers, you can you can really touch things up to make them look better than they will be. Um, so I, you know I can't really judge the effects that the show will have and stuff like that because this is a show that's going to need some effects so um you know that stuff you can't really judge until you see it but um they did a good job presenting you know the the, the world to us within this short trailer um and Geralt himself you know I, I you know I gotta give I gotta give Henry Cavill some slack he he seems to do a good job in this trailer um he seems to pull it off um, cause you know, when I was previously, when I was just going off of the, the screenshots and the posters, I couldn't get it out of my head that that was Henry Cavill. Like it didn't look like Geralt to me. It just looked like Henry Cavill in a wig, but like in the trailer, he actually kind of pulls it off. And I, like, I find myself believing that that is the character Geralt. So, um, you know, I guess in the trailer, he does a good job. So, um, uh, I guess I, I'll give them props on the trailer. They sold it, you know. They sold it to to the viewers and to everyone. But you know, my thing is, we we have to see the show because um, a trailer can look good. But that that's why I don't put too much stock in trailers anymore. Like whether it's video games or movies or TV shows, because the trailer can look amazing. But um, history has told us that you know when you actually get the product, the finished product. It, it might not be what you thought it was going to be, you know, so um, that's my thing. I, I just need the show to, before I can really judge. But the trailer was good. They did a great job with it. And, you know, I have to give them the, their props for that. Um, but I, I, I admit I'm still a little skeptical. But, but yeah, Uh-oh. <laughs> but yeah, you know, the, the trailer was good, though. I'll give it. So, so, so I, I, I will say this, that uh, I do believe that Ramis is definitely going to come after you. Uh, about uh, w- w- in regards to what you have to say about this, this trailer, uh, I, I I will just say this. 
I definitely think the trailer did an excellent job of getting me more interested in the show. When I saw the initial images, I was like, well, this is intriguing, but I still wanted to be skeptical because I wanted to see the special effects, the world, so on and so forth. I do agree that they did not show too much of that in this particular trailer, but I will say that I definitely, definitely am convinced that I will make the time to check this out. You know, I oftentimes need to see some type of visuals or something to know whether or not I'm going to absolutely pick something up. It, 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 it pretty much depends. Although in some cases, when you hear who was going to star in something, you're already uh, interested. And I will get into that later because I did feel that way about something else that was announced recently. But in regards to this, yeah, the trailer definitely sold me on wanting to, to watch the show. I'm also glad that Netflix has also come out publicly and st stated that this is a adult-oriented show, and that they did not want to, in any way, you know, censor it so that you know so that it will be kid-friendly. And I appreciate the hell out of that because the game is also very adult-oriented in how they handle certain topics. So I'm glad that they have addressed that and said that already publicly. So that I know it's going to be as raw and as real as it gets when compared to both books in the actual game. So that's excellent news. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of some of the other things, I definitely wanted to see some creatures in the trailer. I didn't see any of that. Yeah. And I know that in the game we have seen, you know, Geralt fighting all different types of creatures. So obviously... Maybe they want to save some of that stuff. I know the whole tagline is that, uh, you know, sometimes the worst monsters are the ones that we become. And I guess that that is what you will get a feel for in the actual show. But I definitely wanted to see some, some him, you know, slicing up some carrots, some, 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 some creatures in that trailer. I didn't get to see that. So hopefully we get to see that in the show. And, and, because, and that's, uh, that's what makes me skeptical as well. Cause like, are you guys hiding something? Like, do you, do you want us to not see how bad they look or something? Like, you know, that, that's a big part of the witch are the creatures and stuff. So, yeah, I agree. I agree a hundred percent with that. Um, for now, I, I will give them the benefit of the doubt and, and hope that they will address that later on when they actually, uh, when we actually see the show. But I definitely would have, had something in in that trailer to get excited about in terms of the type of adversaries that he will be facing because i feel like uh that is a necessary component i know a couple of years back san diego comic-con when they revealed that marvel you know the avengers trailer and they had the footage of thanos throwing the moon at tony stark i was like well wow that's absolutely ridiculous. It's incredible. But that made me even more excited to see the movie. Not just because Thanos was in it, but because you're actually seeing some type of battle sequence. There was a little bit of a sequence in this particular trailer. But, I, I mean, this looks like he's just fighting against uh, human enemies. You know, I want to see the creature, sure. Because, as you said, that's a big element of what is actually in the game. So, hopefully, we do get to see more of that. Yeah, I, but, I do um, like that they showed the uh, the Nilfgaardian army, which is uh, a big part of the the lore as well. So um, yeah, that that's cool that they showed that. Um, but yeah, I, we still we just got to see the show, man. That, that's all I can say. 
Um, it was a great trailer, like you said, you know, and um, I gotta give them their props. But um, I just, you know, I want to see the final product. Absolutely, yeah, I agree a hundred percent. So hopefully, um, Netflix hasn't really given a release date yet. All we know is it's coming in twenty nineteen. Um, I will say this, and hopefully Netflix does not uh, come after us after this. I know Netflix has not been doing well uh, financially because it was news that came out recently that uh, stock had dropped and they've been losing money. So I would like to think that given that information, they definitely will announce a release date soon. They, I mean, they are fully aware that in November when that Disney streaming service drops, they are going to definitely have even more competition than they already have right now. So I would like to hope that Netflix is going to actually announce when this is coming out. They have only said 2019. Uh, I would assume sometime in the fall, but they definitely will have to give us a release date at some point in time. Because, uh, And I would have thought that San Diego Comic-Con would have been the perfect time to announce this, but apparently it isn't. So hopefully it actually is dropping this year. Um and yeah, it actually turns out to be a good because I want Netflix to be successful still, despite the fact that they uh, obviously have decided to increase the price of the service and all this other stuff. I still want them to be successful, but um, yeah, they definitely got to have this strategy in mind before they announce it. So hopefully when it does come out, the show is successful and it actually is good. But I will say again, the trailer looks promising, so we'll see how the final product actually turns out. Indeed, indeed, and you know, um, Netflix. Like, I, I don't want them to go away. To be honest, I, I feel like Disney and and these other services they're gonna need the competition. So I, I'm hoping Netflix can you know pull through and and, and get a lot of uh, original content under their belt. Um, I just finished uh, Stranger Things season three, and you know Uh-oh. that that was another great season. You know, um, I mean, I. Uh-oh. I the, the first one is my favorite, but this one was really good. Like, definitely better than the second season. Uh, they did a great job, and, you know, if they can continue producing quality shows like that, then, you know, I'm, I'm going to stay subscribed. So um, I just hope that they can stick around and, and uh, come up with some good stuff. Because I feel like in the coming years or so, a lot of... Uh, a lot of the networks and stuff that were putting content on Netflix, I think they're going to start to pull their content away to, to put it on the, the Time Warner service and on, you know, Disney. They're going to pull their content and keep it on their own service. So, you know, Netflix, they, they have to, you know, do their best to secure new content. And sometimes that that's not always just, you know, um, funding your own projects. Sometimes you might even, you know, have to um, visit some of these small film festivals and see what in- indies are doing and maybe you can strike a deal and buy their projects you know because there's a lot of people out there doing creative things so um, you oh, know, yeah. if, if, if Netflix becomes that place like if they become like the Spotify of you know movies and TV shows then I think that's a good spot for them to be in because um, you know with Spotify and stuff um, a lot of like indie people they, they manage to find success putting their work on there and stuff like that um, or you know SoundCloud as well like you know if they if they can be that sort of service then then I think that that's a, a space for them to occupy and compete with 
the two giants that are coming. So. Oh yeah, I I agree hundred percent with that. Um. So, competition is definitely needed in order to become better. But uh, we'll see what Netflix has planned. I mean, I mean, I I, I do agree that Str- Stranger Things was was pretty good. So I am hopeful that this Witcher show will also be good, but uh, we'll have to wait and see how all of that turns out. <laughs> yep. Yes. So, moving on to another topic, and I'm going to segue, since you mentioned that competition is good, I do believe that competition is good. Uh, in the case of Microsoft, though, um, t- only time will tell in terms of what they have planned for next generation because uh, it was revealed this past week that Microsoft released its Q4 fiscal year 2019 uh, financials and uh, apparently that revealed that gaming revenue has declined 10% year over year to 233 million uh, so what that essentially means is that Xbox One hard ca- hardware revenue declined by 48%, uh, and that is means that the, 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 it's a decrease in the number of consoles that are being sold. Um, in addition to that, software and services have also declined for gaming as a whole. Now, Microsoft obviously is not concerned about this number because they have said that they attributed it to you know, basically the late end of the console generation. We already know that the next Xbox is coming fall 2020. So I don't think that they are going to really worry about this particular console sales dropping right now for the Xbox One. However, I will say this, you know, while they can say that they are not concerned about that and they can say, well, they don't really expect it to be a big deal. We have to acknowledge the fact that, um, PlayStation console is still selling very well, and obviously, yeah. uh, you know, with the fact that you have a lot of these games that are coming out, you know, later this year, as well as next year, um, I mean, Death Stranding, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people that, if they don't have a PS4 by the time that game comes out, they may have one this holiday season, because I did see that Amazon Prime had a lot of deals this week where they were selling the PS4 bundled with uh, Spider-Man and, and another game. I can't... I, and I, I don't know what the other game was. But I did see that obviously the console was still selling. So I really do feel that software is a major component in that. And I think that Microsoft can say they're not really worried about the decline in console sales. I do believe internally they definitely do have some concern because the software just isn't there. No, as I mentioned earlier... I've been playing the Gears 5 technical alpha. Obviously, Gears is coming out this fall in September. But really, that's the only real exclusive that Microsoft is releasing when you think about it this fall. Everything else is also going to be available on PC and PlayStation as well. So I think that, you know, them not being concerned about this, yeah, it's fine if they're not concerned about it. But I'll be curious to know what they have to say next year when they do have the new console out, you do have Halo and Ori and all these other games coming out. I'll be very curious to hear what they have to say then. But uh, Gary, what do you think about this news regarding the Xbox One and the uh, decline sales on the console? Yeah, um, 
I mean, uh, uh, we, we've we've beaten Microsoft to death, you know, over the the, the past few years, just <laughs> because of the position they're in. Um, I, I think a lot of this stuff is just circumstance, you know. Um, we all know what happened already. We know the history of this generation. And, you know, somebody has to be last place. You know, uh, that's, you know, that that's that's the reality of it. Um, the only thing is here, like, it, it seems like they're trying to play it off. They're trying to say, oh, there's there's fatigue. There's like current gen fatigue or whatever. They're trying to, you know, downplay this decline or whatever. Like, no, Microsoft, don't don't try and, you know, <laughs> don't try and uh, downplay it. Like, this is just the reality of what's happened. But, you know, they are perhaps in the best position moving into the next generation, though. Like, you know, they might be at bottom place, and I feel like they should accept that. But they should also see, and, you know, like, I'm sure everyone else can see that they've been laying a lot of the groundwork for the transition to the next generation. Um, and I feel like there there are a few steps ahead of um, Sony... Uh, well, they're like miles and miles ahead of Nintendo because Nintendo is like they're not making any moves at all because they're you know the Switch is just flying off the shelf, so they don't have to rush into any new generation or whatever. They're just doing their own thing. But um, you know, I feel like Microsoft is is ahead of Sony in terms of transitioning, um, and I think that you know that they're, they're going to try and make sure that um, next generation is definitely more in their favor than this one was um but yeah like I, I don't think they should downplay it like that's just what it is you know so, uh, they, they made some bad decisions at the start of the generation and it plagued them for throughout the whole generation you know and they never kind of recovered from it um that that doesn't mean that they haven't had good games because they definitely have um they've had some great moments as well the e3 they've had you know um they're, they they've had their moments this generation it's just that you know the nature of the business is that somebody has to be in last place and it's all dependent on a number of variables and who the people favor and you know sony sony was just the top dog this time around um nintendo are quickly catching up though but yeah um that's just what it was so uh also i mean you know of course we do have to factor in that we are transitioning to a new generation so a lot of people aren't going to be buying a new xbox and a new playstation just i mean they're still buying playstation but it you know it's going to naturally decline anyway just because people are aware that we we are going to be moving into a new generation soon um and i also feel like things like um introducing new models midway through the generation as well like with the playstation plus and uh the uh the xbox one x i think that kind of soured a lot of consumers because it's like you know they had to you know it, it added a lot of confusion you know and a lot of um uh a lot of unhappiness to to some consumers the fact that there's all these different models and um, you know different uh ones that they can buy so you know it's just a, it's all of these factors that 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 go into why this decline is happening right now but i don't think we should let this decline um dictate the narrative for for next generation because i definitely feel like microsoft is in the best position to bounce back 
and I believe in them, I think they can bounce back. So that's what I got to say. What about you? Well, yeah, uh, I, I absolutely do believe that Microsoft is. I mean, I had a conversation with this about my friend the other day because he did ask me what I thought about Microsoft and what I thought about moving forward into the future of Xbox and PlayStation. And I told him that, uh, I mean, I, I think Microsoft is definitely going to have a much, much better, uh, next, next generation. I, I'm not in it. I'm not prepared to say that they are going to completely dominate Sony because I feel like this generation, Sony has done a good job of letting the gamers know that, uh, that they absolutely care about them and they, they have so many games they've released and obviously not every game you know is for every type of person but they have so they have a diverse lineup of titles that they have released where i think they've definitely captured a lot of gamers attention this whole generation wait who's sony or microsoft uh so, 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 so sony okay yeah you know, what, what, you know what, what, whether you're a fan of Spider-Man or you, you like uh, controversial stuff like uh, Detroit Become Human, which I think is uh, was an excellent game this this generation for for for, for uh, Quantic Dreams and Sony. But I mean, they, they they have so many titles that appeal to uh, different types of audiences. Where I definitely have to say that if they continue to have these type of games going into next generation, then I think that they will still be uh, you know, in the conversation for being the top console, but you know, as far as Microsoft is concerned, I think uh, this generation it has just been about after having the the flawed launch of the Xbox One, it's been about trying to get back in the goodwill with the customer. And obviously, when you introduce stuff like Game Pass and the backwards compatibility, that definitely gets a lot of people on board. But I think at the end of the day, it also comes down to the software, which is something that Phil Spencer has acknowledged, which is why they have been buying up these studios and they're making an investment in creating more first party content. So I definitely think that next generation, they will absolutely have a far better performance wise. But I'm not prepared to say that they're they're all of a sudden going to dominate and be the number one console. I think it's going to take a lot more time for them to to really do that but they're making a lot of strides and i do think the next generation depending on what happens with some of those studios that they have formed with new relationships with and how the games actually perform i definitely think that they are in a position to once again be number one but i i still think uh, it's going to take some time so i'm going to say they'll definitely do better next generation but better than sony I don't know about that. Better than Nintendo, I don't know about that because Nintendo Switch is still doing well right now. Uh, they may Nintendo may not even re release another console for a while because they don't need to. They can just work on software and put it out on Switch and, and be done with that. But as for uh, Sony and Microsoft, yeah, I'll be curious to see what happens next generation. But I think Sony has... They have enough, enough, they, they're in a position where if they just continue putting out good games, they tweak some of their services and they offer more to their consumers. I think that they will continue to be at the very top of the list. But Microsoft is right there. I feel like Microsoft, they can definitely 
definitely do a lot better than next generation. But I, I just don't think that they're going to be number one. I mean, it, it, it's it's a toss up. It depends on what happens with these studios that they have acquired. But for right now, I will say at the very least, they're definitely going to have a much better generation, next generation than they did this generation. That that I think is a guarantee. But we'll see how far it goes. Yeah. I guess that's pretty much all there is to say about it. You know, we just gotta wait and see. But um I, I definitely feel like they've been making some smart moves lately. Uh Games Pass being one of them and you know, snatching up the studios as well. So um Oh yeah. They're doing their thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they absolutely Yeah, they, 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 they absolutely have um been making some smart moves. Uh, setting a precedent, and they and they definitely want to try and work with it, with everybody, as it appears, you know. So I'm very curious to see where these relationships go in the future. Um, so yeah, you know, but but yeah, it, it all depends on. I, I, I think Phil, Phil Spencer knows though. It's about the software, you know. No one is going to be invested in the hardware without software. So I, I I feel he is in tune with that line of thinking, which is why they don't really expect the console sales to be great especially as we're heading into whatever they announce next but i will say that i believe that it has already been confirmed that this next halo game is also coming to xbox one x in in the regular xbox one so i don't really see what the incentive would be for somebody to pick up the next the new xbox when they know that they can play this game on their current xbox one or pc they're going to have to do a, a, a i don't know how they're going to present that Next year, when they have this Halo presentation, what what is the benefit from, from me getting this on the next Xbox? They're going to have to explain that because I really do think the, that is something people are going to be want to be interested in. Besides just feeling like, oh, I have a new console, I, I want to feel as feel entitled because I, I bought the newest console, the latest and greatest. But what are the benefits to having this on this console as opposed to just buying the game and playing it on the regular Xbox One? They're going to have to definitely. Uh, talk about that but we'll see that's that, that, that's a year from now so we'll, we'll find out that information through time yeah. uh, uh, one thing I, I just want to bring up quickly is just like a quick thought that came to mind like so uh, there, there's one guy that used to be affiliated with the coalition years and years ago every now and then he calls me and you know he puts me on to what he thinks about you know Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo the whole landscape of uh- of gaming and stuff and one of the things he mentioned to me and this was before something happened but like he he said to me that the reason microsoft is being so friendly with sony and um nintendo right now um you know is because they want to kind of pull the wool over everyone's eyes and um he was saying that they want to kind of steal talent from sony and possibly nintendo <laughs> and then a few weeks after this conversation happened there was that news that um somebody from the the god of war team or um sony santa monica went went over like they moved to microsoft basically so um that's interesting do you, do you feel like there's any truth to that like microsoft is basically um you know they, they have their secret tactics um, and they're being a bit manipulative to to put themselves in a, in a better position. Oh well, 
I, I absolutely do believe that this stuff goes on on a regular basis. Uh, this is the, the very nature of competition. Uh, I know that um, when I was uh, with our very good friend Anthony Frazier, at, um, I took that trip with him to California all those years ago from the New Me Accelerator. I do recall there was one individual that we had spoke to that he basically was a chef and he was working. I believe he was working at Facebook at the time mm -hmm. and he got an offer from Google to join their, their team instead. So he decided to jump over to Google and basically cooks for everybody at Google now. Whoa. So this stuff definitely happens. Um, we've, we have seen it happen in pretty much every industry. I, I know, for example, as we have spoken about on WrestleCast before, a lot of the talent in WWE, they're not happy right now. So I know that Vince has been offering them a lot of them, you know, really, really overpriced contracts, a ton of money just for them to stay there and not go to AEW. So I 100% believe that a lot of these tactics are out there. In the case of this, Microsoft probably just offered him a ton of money um, and some type of better opportunities where he would, you know, because I mean, obviously Microsoft is in a situation now where they are trying to build and they are willing to invest. So I'm pretty sure they will make a lot of offers to a lot of these people, whether it's Sony, Nintendo, or any company to get them on board to help build up what they have going on with their infrastructure, with their software lineup. So I 100% believe this stuff is definitely going to happen. Um, and, and obviously, if you are an independent con contractor, you're not brought on a company full time. Then obviously, if you see an opportunity where you can go to another company and get offered not only a full time job, but more money, more benefits. Oh, 100 percent. You definitely should take that or you at least should consider it. Um, so it's what it is. It's, it's a business. Um, so I, I definitely believe that. Uh, yeah, the the the, the, uh, the friend who made this comment, I do believe that he is correct. Um I know he talks about a lot of conspiracy theories, though. So, you know, so, some stuff may not all be valid. But uh, this particular thing, I definitely see as uh, something that does happen because I've seen it happen in a lot of industries. So I'm pretty sure it's going to definitely happen. And Microsoft is in a position now where they definitely want talent. They want to, you know, restore their, their, their brand, you know, continue to do well. So they're going to do what they got to do to to uh, to make that happen. So, yeah, I believe that definitely does happen on a regular basis. Um, and it's going to continue to happen. It's a very competitive market, competitive time. So, got to do what you got to do to remain relevant. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I think this definitely happens a lot between, like, corporate companies and stuff. Like, I'm pretty sure, especially if they're based close together. And uh, this was another point that uh, this person made as well, because... Um, you know, Sony actually moved their their headquarters somewhere near where Microsoft is, like basically. So, um, so they, <laughs> this is likely to happen a lot now. So, oh yeah, oh yeah. And I'm sure this happens a lot in um in uh what's that area, po Palo Alto or S San Francisco, where a lot of those tech companies are. I'm sure that happens repeatedly in places oh, like yeah. that. Because you have all these different corporations in one place, so, so yeah. Oh, 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 uh, absolutely, 
uh, uh, pa- yeah, you, you meant to say uh, Palo Palo Alto. That that's the place. Um, yeah, excuse yeah. me, I'm British. I'm sorry. Oh no, no, you're good, you're good. Yeah, but th- this stuff does happen. But but one one thing I will say though, and, you know, you know, just to go along with what he said, that particular acquisition, it may seem good for Microsoft, but I just want to remind people that not everything that seems as though it can work out does ever work out. And I know this from personal experience, you know, if you talk about a lot of different things, but we can just use sports for sports, for example, even though that acquisition on paper is good for Microsoft and it was is good for those that are on the outside looking at the situation. I just want to emphasize that not every acquisition turns out to be quite as successful as it was where it was previously at case in point with sports. I think about the fact that, you know, I obviously am a Boston Celtics fan. Kyrie Irving got traded to the Boston Celtics. Everyone assumed that the Boston Celtics, you have Gordon Hayward, you have all these talented players, and you have Kyrie Irving on this team. Obviously, they could win a championship, right? Well, that never happens. And it was because of a lot of the issues that Kyrie Irving had with some of the other people that he was playing with. They just did not mesh well. So what I'm saying is that even though Microsoft made this acquisition and brought this guy on this team, what's to say that this doesn't work out in their favor? And even though this guy worked on God of War, the game he's working on now, it may very well turn out to be a disaster. We don't know that yet. So that's why I said, you know, while it's a good acquisition for Microsoft, we still have to wait and see where this where this ultimately leads because everything doesn't guarantee that it's going to be successful. Um, so that's what I that's one point that I just wanted to make. But on paper. It's a great acquisition for Microsoft, but let's see where it goes from here before we uh, really judge it and say, okay, this was an excellent pickup for Microsoft because you, you you just never know sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that's true, and great yeah. analogy too with the, the basketball. Oh yeah, oh yeah, just yeah, just just to try to you know make just want to say it in a simple way that others may understand. But yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But but yeah, that, that was a great point to, to bring in there because uh, I do remember you said you had that conversation with him. So I'm glad you brought that in there just to give people some a little uh, knowledge on the inside, you know. <laughs> Indeed, that's what we do here. Yes, absolutely. So uh, let's jump on to the next topic. Um, so. Two things to mention about Nintendo. First, let, let's talk about you. You, you want to mention to me this uh, news about Nintendo is going to release an upgraded model that has increased battery life. Please, please feel free to share some more details on this particular yeah, story. Yeah. So uh, uh, while I find the exact numbers, basically, um, the Nintendo are you know of course the the Switch Lite is coming out. That's something else, but. They're also upgrading the existing version of the Switch so that the battery life will be vastly improved. Um, I believe it's something like uh, uh, nine hours. Hold on, let me find these figures because I don't want to. I don't want to mess this up before Nintendo. Uh-oh. Nintendo will come after us. Um, <laughs> uh, Nintendo Switch battery life. I think it was something like nine hours now or something. 
yeah so 4.5 to 9 hours of battery life now uh, basically so so yeah like um for no reason at all they just decided to upgrade it and i i just want to say that i really appreciate when companies do things like this like when they um just you know up, upgrade the the base model without putting out an entirely new version of the console and paying more for it um i think it's cool when they just you know naturally upgrade it so that it's you know it, it has the best specs that it can be now obviously that might suck for people who already bought the system um and you know they might they they would benefit from that you know uh, extra battery life but um you know for for new people like me who have yet to get a switch this is actually great news because now i'm going to get an even better version of of the switch you know when when i get around to buying it so um i feel like this is a good thing um i feel like all companies should do this you know just um if if they if they can afford to do it without you know um putting the price up more they should just issue you know an, an upgrade just to make the the product a little more improved for the new people who are going to be picking it up um and yeah i mean it sucks for people who already bought it i mean not sucks because i mean the the, the normal switch is still good this doesn't mean that the existing switch is bad or anything like uh the one that already came out but but you know um it you know it just means that new consumers will get will benefit from this and you know if 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 an old person is really bent up about um the improvements they can sell their current version and buy a new one if they really want to i guess but um yeah you know i think stuff like that is is good um nintendo obviously recognized that they can improve the battery life and they opted to do it so um, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Oh yeah. Um, I do agree that it is good to offer this option for those, as well as the Switch Lite. Yeah. Um, oh no, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna add in real quick. So the current the current version lasts between two point five and six point five hours. But uh, the new version will last between four point five and uh, nine hours. So, so yeah, you know, that's a pretty decent upgrade. And did, did they have a release date as to when this is coming, or is this uh, something where they didn't really give any specifics about the, the launch time? Um. So, in terms of the date, um, I'm not actually sure, to be honest with you. Um, let me see here. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if this is a something that happens like right away, or um, if there's like a, a, a an actual date when this is going to be uh, available. But yeah, like carry on with what you were saying, and um, if I find anything, I'll definitely let everyone know. Oh. Oh no! I, I just, I just was saying that I would hope that this particular uh, device, this upgrade, is going to be launching soon. Um, it would be ideal if this is something that launched close to the time of the uh, Switch Lite, um, just to give people a little bit more options. But we'll see what happens with that, as far as that's concerned. It would be great if this battery thing was something that uh, people can just purchase. Instead of buying the, a new Switch outright, they can just purchase, I don't know, an improved battery to use with the device. But uh, I don't really know because, again, I don't have a Switch right now. 
So I'm not really sure if that's even an option. But I would say if that was an option in the future, that'll be excellent. So then someone doesn't have to buy a new Switch to get that benefit of having improved battery life. But yeah, again, they, they should do that where you can like trade it in. Like that should be an option. But 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 yeah, just just don't 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 go to GameStop and trade it in because uh, we already know GameStop they, they're going to definitely give you value for whatever it is that you you you, you bought that switch for. So don't go to GameStop. <laughs> so yeah, they, this will start rolling out next month in September. So I guess you know same time as uh uh the switch the, the switch light yeah so okay so in other words if if someone doesn't have a switch and they want to get one they should wait a couple months to get it don't don't buy it right now yeah that's what, that's, that's what you're saying yeah and there's also you know uh i'll link all this stuff in the post but there's also a model number that you should look out for to tell if it's if it's the new upgraded one so um i'll i'll link all that information when we post the show and everything so people can see okay sounds good yeah, sounds good. All right, so um, moving on to the other bit of uh, Nintendo-related news, we did get some information about the June MPs, and uh, I mean, looking at this particular information is not really uh, not really surprising to me, but um, I'm gonna we'll, we'll get into it anyway. Uh, so obviously, uh, the top-selling hardware. Yeah, the top-selling hardware for June was, of course, the Nintendo Switch. Um, not really a surprise. Uh, Nintendo has been doing very well with the Switch. But let's talk briefly about the top-selling uh, software for the month. And some of the stuff on here may surprise you. So, number 10, we had Days Gone. Interesting. Um that's a game that came out in May earlier this year, um, and it has been doing well since then. So I find that interesting because I know that that game definitely got criticized a lot by uh, a lot of different people. Um, so interesting. So Days Gone, number 10. Number 9, Mario Kart 8. Number 8 was NBA 2K19. Number 7 was Spider-Man. Number 6 was Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Number 5 was Minecraft. Number four, GTA five. Number three, Mortal Kombat 11. Number two, Crash Team Racing, Nitro Fueled. And of course, number one, Super Mario Maker 2. So, do you have any thoughts on any of these games making the top 10 for June? Um, I mean, I guess you can tell it's a slow period when all these old games are popping back up. Like, I mean, of course, GTA Five that usually always pops up again every now and then. But, um, you know, you got uh, Spider-Man back in there. Of course, that must be the movie. That That's probably why. Um, NBA, um, Smash Bros, you know. Um, so you can tell pretty much that it's a slow season and, and not a lot of new stuff is coming out. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, uh, Days Gone, I'm actually kind of surprised that it managed to stay in the top 10. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, like, uh, especially with all the criticism. But besides that, I mean, a lot of these are great games. So I can understand why people are picking them up now because, you know, it's, it's summertime. 
Uh, I, I'm not sure when uh, the kids have their summer vacation in, in the States. But, um, you know, it's it's that season now where people are on vacation and stuff. And they're probably going to be looking to play games, on the, whether it's on their Switch, playing it on the go or bringing it to, to their vacation with them or whatever. Um, you know, I guess people are going to be picking up a lot of these old games that they might have missed um, and catching up and stuff before the, the new games start dropping in September. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it makes sense that we're seeing a lot of these type of games. Uh, Minecraft, wow, I'm, I'm surprised Minecraft is in there because that game is like a, a relic now. Like, it's so old. But, um, yeah, Super Mario Maker, I'm, I'm actually... Um, well, I'm, I guess I'm not surprised that it's number one, but you know, I didn't know that it, that it was that big of a of a a game. Like, because I didn't really hear a lot of people talking about it. Um, you know, um, obviously the gate the day it came out, I was actually with Carl, and I know he had a copy of the game, and that's the only reason I know it was out. Um, otherwise, I wouldn't have known that it was out that day. Um, and I don't really hear a lot of people talking about it. And I, you know, it's, it's, it's a game I'm kind of interested in because I like the concept of creating things. Um, even one of the games that we've been making fun of, uh, for a long time, like I saw something the other day on Twitter that made me be like, wow. And that game was actually dreams. Like <laughs> somebody actually made, um, like a Final Fantasy VII remake in dreams. And that made me think, wow, you can do that in dreams? I guess I need to start paying attention to dreams more. Um, but yeah, like games like that, I like the concept where you can create stuff. But because I never heard a lot of people talk about it, I didn't know that it was selling that much. But um, I guess that's pretty cool. You know, Nintendo are just kind of killing it right now. So um, they're, they're doing a great job with all these exclusive games. Um but yeah, um, GTA 5, like, I'm just, I mean, I know every, every week there's a new 16-year-old or something that, you know, hasn't, you know, who, who just gets, like, a, a console and hasn't got GTA yet, so their parents go to GameStop and buy it for them, you know, um, but wow, I'm, I'm still shocked that it's selling that much to this day, like, it's insane, like, it really is insane. Um, when did that game come out again? Like 2012, 13? Well, on the Nintendo, I'm going to say on the PS4 and Switch, I'm going to say uh, Xbox, it definitely was, had to be 2015, I think. Don't quote me on that. Oh, yeah, because yeah, it came out last gen first, didn't it? So I, I think yeah, yeah. that was around 2012 or something. Or, yeah. or 13 but um but yeah like it, it's that game has been out for so long and it's like still popping up here like that is a, an amazing achievement for for rockstar and take two. Oh, absolutely yeah they they, they they definitely should be proud of that but they've also been continuing to service the game so that's another reason why it remains uh where it's at um they continue to put put out new content and continue to service the community. So yeah, that that, that makes sense for it to still be on there. I find it interesting. Uh, Red Dead Redemption Two was not on there because that just that Red Dead Online just came out of beta, 
So maybe that will change um, over the next couple of months. But um, I'm just surprised that that just has fallen off the top 10 relatively quickly. You know, obviously people are more interested in GTA. So, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Only, only last thing I will say is uh, the NBA 2K19. I'm not surprised because last month was the the, the end of the uh, the NBA playoffs. We're, we're we're really starting to hit and hit, hit right into the finals. And on top of that, uh, there were a ton of sales where you was basically able to buy uh, NBA 2K19 for like 95% off. So a lot of people were buying that game for like three dollars. So. That is explains why that is definitely uh, in the top ten. Um, that's not really a surprise. And really, the only major release last year, I may mean, say last month, besides the Crash Team Racing, was Super Mario Maker Two. So I fully expect expected that to be number one regardless. I am curious to see though what's going to be the top selling game this month because. Um, there's a couple games that came out this month that I think everybody did want to pick up, so we'll have to revisit that again uh, when that time comes. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Do you think uh, Marvel Alliance will make the next one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think that will. That was by far one of the more anticipated games this month. Uh, I definitely also expect, expect Wolfenstein to be on that list as well. But it's a question of what's going to be in the top three. Um, I That's hard for me to tell right now. Um, but, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll find out in due time. But uh, Fire Emblem will definitely be on there, as well as uh, Wolfenstein and uh, the Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I just don't know what's going to be... Uh, you know, and when you narrow down the top three, I don't know which one of those games will be in the top three, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. So we'll we'll find out sooner rather than later. Yeah, I, it could pretty much be anything. You know, it could be GTA Five for all we know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, no, you're right. You're right about that. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Alright, so moving on, I believe we have uh, a few other topics to get into. Uh, so this one may not be that long because uh, we spoke about this last week. So obviously, Marvel's Avengers, they had a panel at Comic-Con that they were going to reveal gameplay at. And we actually spoke about this on the last show. Um, and I did say on that last show that they, I would not be surprised if that gameplay leaks out. Well, sure enough, it, it has leaked out. <laughs> At least some footage of it is already out there. You know, obviously, um, I believe we saw right before we started the show about seven minutes of gameplay footage that featured Thor and uh, Iron Man, as well as a little bit of the Hulk. Now, obviously, it was not the full gameplay reveal because there is footage of Captain America uh, in Black Widow that I also did see at that E3 uh, panel. And of course, Marvel has said that they will release the footage uh, a week after Gamescom. They, they could, because one thing about that demo is it's not as polished. And obviously, you know, but it wasn't as polished when I saw it at E3, but I was still uh, intrigued. 
So this is you've actually this is the first time you've seen the gameplay footage. So I want to get what your opinion on what did you think of what you saw? Was you impressed, or do you need to see more to be sold on this game? Uh, well, first of all, the person who captured the footage, they need to learn how to hold a phone properly, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm playing, I'm playing, but, um, uh, yeah, like, to be honest, like, it looked good, like, from what I saw, um, it kind of, like, because, uh, you know, obviously they showed Thor in there, and the Thor gameplay kind of, um, reminded me of, uh, God of War, like, um, with the with how he you know he could throw around the, the the hammer and everything and call it back and stuff and do combos with it like it looks very god of war to me um and but what i liked the most is how the gameplay kind of shifted uh based on the character you were playing so um when when iron man was playable it became like a, a flight kind of um mechanic where like you know you, you can lock onto targets and shoot and stuff like that while you're flying um and then you know hulk who it was just like a straight up brawl brawl kind of uh gameplay and you know with, with when it was thor you could do like different combos with uh with the hammer and everything so i like how the gameplay kind of adapted based on who you were playing um and you could do different things based on their skill set you know um so it doesn't seem like it's it's a static thing where no matter who you're playing you just stand there and, and mash buttons it seems like the actual formula of the gameplay kind of changes based on who you are so i liked that aspect of it but um but yeah i mean you know it's, su it's such a, s a small snippet of gameplay and obviously the quality of the leak isn't that good so you know i can't do a full full analysis of it um but yeah, from what I saw, like it, I'm impressed to be honest. Like I, I, I thought it was gonna be bad, but it looks actually pretty good. So, so yeah, I, I just need to see more of it. I need to see like the full HD version of that, and I need to see more characters to really see the feel and the direction of the game. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, the one thing I, I do want to say is now that 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 that, that demo. I don't know if that is initially how the final game will be, where you're able, where it switches to the other characters. I mean, I have no idea. I hope, I hope, I would hope that that is how the direction that they are going, going, going in, because otherwise, why introduce it that way if you're not going to have it that way? But yeah, I do very much enjoy that. And they did, and there was, a, like I said, there was a lot more they showed that the Incredible Hulk did some really ridiculous stuff to the enemies that. I, I, I'm mad that, that 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 was not captured in the footage, but um, you everybody will be able to see that footage in very in due time because they did say a week after Gamescom, which I believe is in is in August, uh, we'll finally get a chance to see all else all the other stuff that they have to show. So I'm looking forward to that for sure. Um, but yeah, the game looks promising. Uh, I'm very curious to learn more about it and obviously we will learn more about it because we still have about a year before this game is actually going to hit the stores. I mean, it's not coming out until May 2020, so yeah, looking forward to seeing more but uh, it definitely looks good so far. Yeah. it Like, based on what I saw, you know, it exceeded my expectations. So, um, obviously, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a leak, 
So, you know, I'm I'm just going I, for YC, but it, it looks good from YC. I, I, I really don't understand why, you know, Square Enix and Marvel didn't just wait to release this gameplay video to everybody. I don't understand the decision to, well, we have E3 coming up. We have to show something. Why don't you just wait to show this stuff when it's actually done? Just like what, what what Rocksteady is doing with their game. They didn't worry about, we need to go to E3 and show something. No. I don't understand what was the fascination of, well, we have to show something now. Because I feel like that reveal trailer they showed, that was very disappointing. That didn't get a good response from the people watching at home. So I felt like you should have just waited, polished this gameplay trailer, and released this. I mean... I don't really think, you know, it was a big deal to have it at E3. You could have just said, you know, at the end of Gamescom, oh, we have an announcement to make, and then just release the trailer at that time. Don't, don't, uh, you know, have all this buildup of, oh, we're gonna, we have to show something at, something at E3. They should have just waited because they, I think they would have had a better reception from people, from everybody, if they just showed that first as opposed to showing the reveal trailer, the cinematic reveal trailer first. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, there is something that happens in the gameplay footage, which is a bit of a spoiler, so maybe that's why they didn't want to show it. But everybody's going to find about that anyway in the end of, uh, of uh, Gamescom, so I, I don't know why they just didn't wait, but whatever. It, it is what it is. But yes. I look forward to getting your full impressions after you see all the all of the trailer in its glory uh, when they when they release release it to everybody. Yes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Stop playing around Square and Marvel. Just just drop the footage. Drop the footages, yes. as Cardi B would say. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So, moving on now to the final topic for today and hopefully uh uh we do not receive any audio issues during this particular conversation because i'm very curious to hear what you have to say uh obviously as i mentioned san diego comic-con is going on right now and um i believe that uh this particular discussion is going to be about the marvel mcu announcements that we we heard about during the show because i my phone was blowing up last night when I received all of this news about Marvel Phase 4, as well as some of the TV shows. So, I know that uh, you saw a lot of this stuff as it was revealed as well. So, I wanted to get your obvious, obviously your, your instant reactions to some of this news. And what are some of your thoughts on what was discussed? It doesn't really matter. It, it could be any particular thing that you heard, or a couple of things that you heard. But yes, please feel free to share your thoughts on... A lot of the stuff that was announced uh, from Marvel last night. Yeah, um, so a lot of this stuff was breaking while I was asleep, actually. Um, but <laughs> I, I'm a very light sleeper, and you know, I often wake up and glance at my phone to see what's going on. And you know, at one point, I saw like 500 messages or notifications or whatever. Like, uh, you know, not 500, but like, you know, a lot basically. Um, and yeah like while i was reading through them like at like four or five in the morning or whatever i saw you know all everyone was talking about this stuff like and i was like wow what, what did they announce you know so 
I did some digging and I saw, you know, I saw the photo with the, the timeline phase four and everything. Um, now my first reaction was what the hell Hawkeye's getting a movie. But then, you know, obviously I, I, I saw that it was like the, the, the Disney plus TV show, but, uh, that stood out to me first. And I was like, man, I ain't going to see that. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I think that's a good choice for, for a Disney plus show though. Um, um, I'm sure a lot of people will look forward to that. Um, and I, I'll actually watch that too, you know, being that it's a Disney plus thing. Um, if he would have had his own movie, I would have been like, what, why, you know, but, um, but I think it works well as a Disney plus thing. Now, um, the other stuff, Shang-Chi, um, you know, I, I, I've heard about this before, but, um, I'm not too familiar with the character, but I feel like this is going to be just a good action movie to go and see. Um, you know, it's going to have a lot of like martial arts and well choreographed fights and stuff. This might end up being the Iron Fist that we should have had, technically. You know, um, uh -oh. and if uh -oh. we if we didn't have Iron Fist in Netflix, they might have even just made a, a an Iron Fist movie. But um, I guess they don't want to conf confuse people and stuff, so they went with Shang Chi. Um, so I think that's going to be a, a, a really good movie. Um, probably a sleeper as well. Um, but yeah. Um, now, Eternals. I don't know a lot about the Eternals, but I know that they are. They were basically uh, made by the Sentinels, which you know that all of that stuff is like cosmic Marvel stuff, um, which I'm still you know I'm still discovering a lot of the cosmic stuff. I'm still reading a lot to to learn all of that history. Um, but the Eternals is is something else that could be a sleeper, but you know I don't know too much about that, so I don't have too much to comment on. Uh, Black Widow. Now, Black Widow is this going to be a prequel? Yeah. Yes, it is. Okay. So you know that that's another uh, movie that that will probably be probably be really good, but it obviously it's not going to have any any major stakes for the MCU. Um. Uh, now, uh, just I'll just quickly mention uh, Loki and Winter, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, now, you know these two, I think, are the the two uh, Disney Plus things that I'm looking forward to to seeing the most. Um, just to see which direction, because they, they could do pretty much anything with Loki now, because they've basically opened up a new timeline for him with how he escaped in uh, in Endgame. And uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I really want to see how Falcon, you know, handles being the new Captain America, pretty much. Um, and I want to know, like, is he going to share the shield, the the, uh, the shield with um, with uh, what's his name, uh, the the Winter Soldier dude, um, or you know, is is he going to only use the shield? Um, and I feel like that that movie might lead into a lot of stuff that happens in the movies as well. So I'm really looking forward to that one. I think that's the one I'm looking forward to the most. Um, now, for everything else that's here, I feel like... Um, so first of all, let me address Thor, Love and Thunder. So, uh, uh -oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> as I understand it, this is going to be based on a Valkyrie, right? Like, she's going to be, like, the, the main character, I think. Uh, I think that's what I heard anyway. Um, and Thor is is going to be in it too, and um, Natalie Portman is coming back. So 
I don't know what that what, what they're going to do with all those elements, but to me, it feels like well, you know it's going to be like a female. There's going to be a female Thor. But well, 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 yeah. They, Nat- Natalie Portman is is going to be playing female Thor, and, and and as for Valkyrie, you know, they already alluded to the fact that you know Tessa Tessa Thompson mentioned at the panel that um basically she is the king. She needs to fire her queen. So that whole thing about the, uh, you know, with them embracing the LGBT community is uh, okay. pretty pretty much going to be addressed in that movie, I would think. I don't really know what the love interest is going to be. I don't know if she's going to get with Natalie Portman or something. But, uh, yeah, they're going to definitely address that in that, in that movie, I think. Because I know people was uh, complaining about the way that they handled the, uh, the gay character in Avengers Endgame. So... This should satisfy them. All right. Well, yeah, I don't have anything else to say about that. So, Doctor Strange. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Doctor Strange. Um, I I think this is going to be where the future of Marvel really kicks off in this movie. Like, I feel like this is going to be, you know, the beginnings yeah. of of the new direction. Um, so this is probably the one I'm looking forward to the most because I I think a lot like this i think that movie will shape you know the future of of the mcu pretty much um and ramiz actually said something very interesting in our group chat earlier today Uh oh um and you know one of my favorite marvel comics is house of m which is a scarlet witch focused story and uh basically um she kind of goes crazy and her mind basically creates like a new reality for everyone um and you know Ramiz his theory was that they're going to do a House of M style uh narrative in the MCU and maybe WandaVision leads into it and um well maybe Doctor Strange because Doctor Strange actually helps uh uh, Wanda a lot with her you know her powers and stuff so what was you going to say? I, it, you know, it, it, to me, it sounds like uh, Ramiz, that he, it sounds to me like he actually works for Marvel because they confirmed that WandaVision show is in the spring of 2021 and this movie is in 2021 and she is in the Doctor Strange movie. They've already confirmed that. So it sounds to me like that's exactly the direction that they're heading in with that. Oh, um, and they, and they, they also mentioned that this is actually going to be like a horror type of marvel movie oh yeah which is well, going to be like their, their first foray into like a horror a horror type of vibe so yeah this is this sounds exactly like what that what that's going to end up being that that makes a lot of sense then so yeah um i'm i'm very interested in seeing that because um you know i i love the house of m uh comic storyline so um i want to see how they manage to do that on screen and of course, you know, there's a lot of things they can do to uh, lead into the, the, the future. Um, now, I don't know, like, obviously, I didn't see any of the footage or I, I don't know how this stuff was announced or anything. I just li- I literally just read what was announced. Um, so I see that there's uh, well, before I get to that, let me go. Let me talk about Blade. I think um how do you how do you pronounce his name? I don't want to mispronounce it. Mar- Marshar Ali. 
that's 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 good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I mispronounced. Yeah, but he is like if it's not going to be Wesley Snipes, and let's be real, Wesley Snipes is, you know, he he's 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 aged now. You know, I mean, he still looks the same. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but he's not going to be able to move around and stuff like he used to. So, you know, he, you know, it, it's okay to move on from him, basically. Um, obviously, he was very iconic as as Blade in the past, but you know, he is older now, and although he he still looks great. You know he he's older like his body is older so i i i think <laughs> and that's that's no diss because like i have like the body of a 70 year old right now because like my, whoa 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 <laughs> my my hips are always aching and stuff so yeah like I, i'm not dissing the man but yeah like at some point you know you need to you need to change the actor um so yeah i think ali is if it's not going to be Wesley Snipes, Ali is a great fit for this. Um, you know, if it's not going to be Snipes or Idris, then Ali is the natural pick, in my opinion. You know, um, so. And, 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 yeah, and, and, and the funny thing about that is he actually approached him and said that he wanted to do this. Wait, who? Right after, uh, uh, yeah, Ali actually approached Marvel and said he wanted to do this. And this was oh. after the success of the... Uh, after I believe it was after he won the that the, the Golden Globe for, for Green for, for Green Book. Okay. Um, you know. Also he was in Spider Verse. So yeah, this 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 is this is perfect. This this is a perfect role for him. It was it was I, I got a lot of texts about this last night from uh, multiple people and it, with with so much excitement for this. So yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to this without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah, I'm I'm super happy with that casting. And um, I saw this funny meme earlier today where, uh, you know, um, someone in the crowd said, wait, but wasn't he Cottonmouth already? And and Kevin Feige used the Men in Black memory eraser thing to, like, erase everyone's memory. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, um, yeah, like, he was Cottonmouth. But um, I think... I think Disney and Marvel are trying to distance themselves from that that Netflix universe, and they're trying to act like it never happened, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, I think it's okay if they begin to reuse cast from from those shows. Um, and Ali is he's just such a great actor. So, um, I think you know that that's great, and I want to see him mix with some of the other characters as well. That would be amazing to see, like if he's in some of the other films in the MCU. Um, that would be pretty amazing, but I don't know if they're gonna do that because uh, I, I want to see like how far they push it with Blade. Like if it's gonna be you know more uh, more extreme with the violence and everything. Because what they could oh. do is they could do like a, a Deadpool and uh, and Blade movie or something like, and have the 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 more violent movies in a separate kind of you know universe kind of thing. But I don't know. Um, I. I'm, yeah, what you I, 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 I personally think that it should it should be violent because, I mean, this is a cat. This is a guy that's killing vampires, and he is a vampire. So I, I, I would prefer it to be as violent as the other Blade movies. But uh, again, I'm not really sure how they're going to approach this. You know, they did say that they was open to doing a Deadpool rated R as well, but uh, I haven't really seen any proof of that yet. So I, I have to be skeptical about the violence, but. The casting is fantastic, but I, yeah, we'll, we'll see how they handle the um, 
the violent nature of that type of setting and, and all this other stuff that they're going to have to obviously show. Yeah, what, what would be amazing, in my opinion, is if they make like a Blade and Deadpool crossover in the MCU and, um, and, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, what's the dude who plays uh, Deadpool again? Ryan, what's his surname? Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, R- 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 Ryan Reynolds, yeah. Yeah, like, I, w- I would love if he acknowledges the fact that he was in the third Blade movie. Like, <laughs> like that would be hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, would, that would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, uh, there's that. And the the last thing I saw, and obviously, I like I said before, I don't know how this was announced. I don't know what they said about it, but Fantastic Four was you know at the at the end of the graphic that i saw and everything um and that has me the most excited um oh you know, like of, of everything really? like yeah like his that's you know that's gonna be that's a big deal like that's gonna be the the actual fox merger kind of thing um happening you know um now i think there's going to be a lot of build up towards that you know so we might actually see a lot of glimpses and hints towards it in some of these other movies that were mentioned but yeah yeah, like fantastic four is going to be like the beginning of you know all all the fox properties um coming into the mcu so um, i'm looking forward to seeing that um but there, there isn't even a date for that. It, it seems like it might be like 2022 or something. So, I don't know. So, so yeah. The, 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 the thing about that is that, you know, Disney is going to have their D23 event at the end of, of August next month. And I believe that they did say that they'll have more details about uh, Fantastic Four as well as X-Men. Because they, they, they obviously did not have enough time to really go into all of this but the one thing that they did also say um and this is something that um I, you, I mean this this is this news went a little under the radar they did announce that black panther 2 uh you know uh uh guardians of the galaxy 3 and all these other movies that they didn't announce those are those are still coming they're still in development they just didn't talk about them at the, at this particular panel so they may talk about this stuff in D23 also because um, oh, yeah. because we we already knew Black Panther two was definitely they were definitely gonna make another Black Panther. There's no way in hell that, that 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 first movie made all that money. They're gonna be like, nah, man, I don't think we're gonna make another. One. There's no way in hell that they was would have made that decision. So that's definitely coming. It's just a matter of whenever they decide to, you know, make it official. Oh um, yeah, like we we know they're gonna have a. a... A, uh, a a new Black Panther and a new Guardians and a new Captain yeah. Marvel. You know, we know these yeah. things are coming. Um, it's just a matter of like, you know, when um, and how they they roll it out and everything, and how they tie it into everything else. So uh, that's the thing. And, um, yeah, carry on. And and, and just a, a few quick comments that I that I will say. Obviously, I'll, I'll be talking about this in more detail. Um. On, on the movie cast show but one thing I a, a few things that, that I definitely have to say right now and I, I and I and I and I must apologize if this leads to uh this this uh video getting downvoted later um I really don't understand why the Black Widow movie is happening now I think that is an unnecessary movie I also I especially think it's unnecessary because that is the first movie of phase four 
so at this point i don't understand why that um unless of course something in that movie ties to what happens in the future which i i really don't know because i mean it's it's, it's very clear that uh you know Black Widow did not survive Endgame unless they are going to say, well, now she's the character exists in another universe, which they could do. But uh, I don't understand why this movie is starting Phase Four, and uh, I, I I definitely will need some answers about that because obviously I'm thinking about the movie as well as the end credits. What the hell kind of end credit are you going to have if the character didn't survive? So I don't understand that. So um they're just gonna make I'll, someone else a scroll, basically. They're gonna reveal that <laughs> <laughs> someone else in the film they, is a they, scroll. They they they, they 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 definitely could do that. And I definitely think that they are going to do that with some stuff. Like like I definitely see like when when they when we get into this Doctor Strange movie and thinking about the interaction that he had with Tony Stark about Tony Stark making that sacrifice I definitely see Tony Stark returning in a cameo as a scroll, maybe as like a flashback or a hallucination or something. I do think that that's possible. But I, um, I, I think uh, I think I might have said this before, but I think he's going to come back as like an AI version because in the comics there was like a holographic Tony Stark that he left behind. So like there could be like a, a holographic AI version of him, and it, it's still able to use the suit and stuff. Well, you know, they did allude to that in the Spider-Man movie as well. So that's a very good point where it was it still felt like Tony was there, just not really physically there. So um, we'll see about that. It's certainly possible. But um, in terms of the actual uh, all of the announcements, I'm definitely excited for phase four. Um, I don't really know what the. Obviously, there's some characters that I don't know about, so I'm very curious to learn about, like the, the Eternals. I don't know any of those characters. I didn't read any of the comics, so I will be coming into that fresh. The same thing with, with Shang, Shang, Shang Tsai. I don't know anything about that character, so I'll be coming into that fresh. But uh, I'm definitely curious to see how they get to a lot of the questions that they have to answer. Like, who is going to be the person that will be the successor to Iron Man? That was a question that was brought up in Spider-Man, and it was never answered. So I'm curious to know how you're going to get to this point. Obviously, Captain Marvel is going to be a major focus of the next phase. So I'm curious how she plays into all this as well. But I'm pretty sure we'll get our answers. Um, so I'm not really, really worried about it. Just looking forward to seeing what they do with Phase 4. And then, of course, what other surprises they have up their sleeves. Because, obviously, they didn't reveal everything yesterday. They obviously have a plan for how this is all going to play out. So I look forward to seeing how it all comes together. Yeah. And another thing I want as well. um, I want Ant-Man to be in some of these other movies. Like, he doesn't have to have, like, his own movie. Because I feel like his movies were some of the weaker ones in in, uh, the last couple phases. But um, <laughs> but I I still think it's a good character, and I feel like he he's better served in other movies, like because he's really good in um, Endgame and Civil War. So if he's like, I think when he's bonding with other characters, he's at his he's at his best. So I would like to see him in like the Doctor Strange movie or something, or just teaming up with someone else. 
I, I, I agree with that, and, and I would also argue that you don't have an in-game move not in because if it wasn't for his character, I mean, he played a, a very important role in that movie. Yeah. So if if he wasn't in that movie, then it just would not work whatsoever. So I agree 100% with that. Uh, we'll have to see where they ultimately go with the, with the character, the direction, so on and so forth. But I find it interesting how there was no mention of him, uh, of Ant-Man 3, nothing. Although I, I'm pretty sure we're definitely going to get another Ant-Man movie, but there was no mention of that at all whatsoever in the panel. So uh, we'll see what happens with that, for sure. Um, but yeah, I agree with what you have to say. He definitely should be in, in these other movies. Some type of role uh, moving forward. Yeah, one other prediction. I, I feel like as we uh, get more into the cosmic Marvel Universe, I think we're going to see Nova at some point, which is like a popular cosmic character in Marvel. So I think we'll see him uh, maybe even sometime in Phase 4. Um, uh, if not, then maybe he'll be in Fantastic Four even. Um, and he'll probably also be in whatever Captain Marvel movies there are and stuff like that. Um, and also, I think uh, Rams is actually someone who, who keeps saying this, but the Ultimates, which is like a new kind of Avengers team, um, I feel like that's going to be like the new big thing to replace the Avengers movies because obviously Endgame... Um, I don't think you can do another Avengers movie after Endgame. Like, um, obviously, all these characters are Avengers, you know, um, technically, but I don't think you can have like you know another film named Avengers. Like, I, so I think Ultimates might end up being like the new super team up movie kind of thing. Um, but we'll have to wait and see um, in what direction they go in because obviously x-men and fantastic four those are going to be uh big teams as well so i don't know if they're gonna have you know i don't know how they're gonna do it basically but we'll have to wait and see yeah i i yeah i'm uh, yeah i definitely am curious but as you said we'll have to wait and see um i'm i'm, I'm more intrigued to, to see you know yeah again how all of this stuff comes together and, and once again as more of these movies start dropping we get more news I, I do i do believe that uh ramesh needs to make an appearance on the show um obviously uh whenever it is possible for him to do so because i'm pretty sure he definitely will have a couple more things to say about uh what 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 what, what, what marvel are doing but I, I have to say I, I am very much intrigued by uh what they did announce obviously um they didn't announce all of the movies that are coming in Phase 4 and beyond, but um, yeah, it, there's a couple more announcements I would assume are going to happen, so I would stick, stay tuned for D23, because I do expect uh, a lot more stuff to be said at that show, maybe even a revelation as to who the cast is going to be for the Fantastic Four, um, but yeah, that stuff is definitely coming, it's just a matter of when, and they will definitely reveal that information whenever they feel the time is right. But I'm pretty sure that Kevin Feige already has a timeline figured out as to this is going to get announced at this time, so on and so forth. So I, I'm not really worried about that. Just, yeah, just I mean, wait and see. if there's a Disney event coming up, you can bet they saved a major announcement for that. So, so yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Probably the X Men uh, thing will be at that. I'm sure X Men Fantastic Four 
Uh, I mean, they could just as easily have Black Panther and stuff there too, but I, I think they know people are very curious what is going on with Fantastic Four and X-Men, so probably will save all of their announcements for that. So definitely stay tuned for, for all that information. Yes. So any other thoughts that you would like to share before we uh, wrap up today's show? Uh... Uh, that's pretty much it i know uh you and dana are gonna go you know you're gonna expand on all of the comic-con stuff even more so um i look forward to that but yeah um mcu stuff like i'm 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 excited to see where they go from here um and i'm just waiting to see you know what the new direction is man like I, i can't wait to see where where they're where they're leading us um but yeah that's pretty much it I agree. I agree. Looking forward to it as well. Yes. So, on that note, definitely thank you all for listening to this week's show. Um, I definitely would like to tell all of you to stay tuned. We do have a couple of other things that we are working on behind the scenes. Uh, also, thank you for your continued support. And please feel free to let us know your thoughts on the show once you get a chance to check it out. Uh, so Gary, the floor is now yours for uh, the shoutouts. Yeah, I just want to give a special thanks to some of our longtime supporters. That's M. Collins, Mauricio Aguilar, Himdil, Fergus Mills, Miguel, Antonio Rogers, and uh, Sean Gorty. We thank you all for your continued support and for being loyal to us over all these years and everything. Um, and you know, big shouts to the coalition staff. And um, to some of our friends as well, you know, Ramiz, uh, Carl, and, you know, everyone else that uh, we, we speak to on a regular basis, Tony, you know, um, big shouts to, to all of us in the community, man. That's pretty much it. Yes. Sounds good. So thank you once again, all of you, for your continued support. Hope that you have a great week ahead. We will talk to you all next weekend.